Greetings and shalom. I am Linda Handy, a member of St. John Lutheran Church, and am today sharing a devotion on the book of Malachi, which is the final book of the Torah and written by the priest prophet Malachi, a minor prophet about whom little is known. His name means my messenger, and he is likely a contemporary of the prophet Nehemiah due to their parallel concerns about the warnings to the Jewish people. We can also conclude that the prophecy was written about 100 years after the restoration to the land from Babylonian exile. In those 100 years, the people have undergone a change. We know that as human beings, something new or renewed creates within us a sense of excitement and drive. All we need to remember is the excitement of a Christmas gift that are forgotten and abandoned within days of the holiday. Our excitement gives way to the after-church doldrums. The sparkling days of Christmas become the dark days of winter. The people of Israel in Malachi's time, once excited about their return to the land, have become cool, even cold, in the response and respect for the Lord Almighty. In this respect, we are no different than they. His message to them resonates down through the centuries to our day, to our church, to our people, to each of us. For the Jewish people, the excitement of the return to the land gave way, and not for the first time, to the humdrum of everyday living. The priests and the people stopped celebrating and appreciating the Lord's covenantal love. They stopped looking upward, Charles Swindle notes, and began looking inward. Their priests and people, rather than accepting their personal and communal responsibility for consequences, blamed others. In today's parlance, they became navel-gazers, concerned with their worth, their benefits, their rights. As always, their attitude and behaviors would have consequences. The people may have thought their backsliding would go unnoticed by the Lord. This is not their first rodeo, however— in the cycle of rebuke, repentance, restoration, falling away, rebuke, and so it begins again. God's covenant with his people is firm. His promise and his love is, a, is firm. However, he is a jealous God who will abide no other gods before him. I can imagine the Lord Almighty with a broken heart saying, Here we go again, my people. Second verse, same of the first. In Malachi, in a six-section question-and-answer format, the Lord reveals himself to his people. He also reveals his knowledge of their transgressions and their failure to acknowledge them. The priests receive the first portion of God's rebuke as he chastises them for irreverence, direct disobedience, cynicism, as they make offerings in weariness and sniff at the Lord. Their hypocrisy and offense in failure to teach and guard knowledge and maintain their Levitical covenant. The people of God also have a share in the coming judgment as they are charged in chapter 2, verses 10 through 315, with faithlessness through intermarriage with pagans, with indifference to the Lord's moral standards, as they say, everyone who does evil is good in the Lord's eyes. 
They are charged with robbing God by failure to tithe and giving their money to other causes. With blasphemy, as they say, it is vain to serve God. What good is it to keep his charge? We see the arrogant blessed. If we are honest with ourselves, we can see echoes, sometimes resoundingly loud echoes, of the people of the first covenant with ourselves. We are the children of the second covenant. We too have fallen short of true, obedient, selfless worship and service to God. We too must return in true, heartfelt repentance to our first love and give honor and worship to the Lord Almighty. If we do not give true repentance and honor to God, just as it did to the Israelites, judgment will come. The Lord God to save is always just, and his judgment is always sure. Thanks be to God, in a few short verses at the end of Malachi, God reveals that love and compassion and gives hope to the faithful people who, quote, feared the Lord and spoke with one another. In 3, 16 through 17, he reveals the presence of a book of remembrance in which the names of the faithful servants of God will be written. Hope is kindled in the hearts of the faithful as the Lord gives them an image of themselves as his promises, the sun of righteousness rises with healing in its wings, and you shall go forth leaping like calves from the stall. You shall tread down the wicked. Those are verses 3, 16 through 4, 3. Those of us on the other side of the torn veil read the word sun there, S-U-N, as sun, S-O-N, and rejoice. Brothers and sisters, our judgment too will come. Listen to the call of the Lord. Listen to him. Draw near only to him who knows and calls your name. Serve him. Love him. Worship only him. Let us pray. Lord Almighty, in the name of your Son, Jesus the Christ, we offer ourselves to you and to your kingdom. We ask that we be given the wisdom and discernment to raise our eyes from ourselves upward and forward to see you. May we let the Holy Spirit guide us in your paths. May we listen to him, our helper, the Holy Spirit, so that we bring honor and glory to you and find our names written in your book of remembrance. We give thanks and praise to you that you have given us grace and salvation through the gift of the sacrifice of your only Son, our Lord. Amen.